Is it possible to disagree and still be friends? The answer is yes, and we are here to prove it. Join our group of badass sirens as we step out of our comfort zone and onto our soapboxes to sound off on our latest adventure. We might not always agree, but we will always love each other. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. Welcome to Siren Soapbox, fellow explorers. Thank you for tuning in today. Our mission is to inspire you out of your comfort zone and into exploration. Go to www.sirensoapbox.com and click on Dive In and Explore to participate alongside us on our next adventure. And now on to today's episode. Today's topic was actually a challenge given to us through our website. Our challenge states, you gals love getting out of your comfort zone and exploring, so why not merge the two? How about the Sirens Explorer somewhere new on a bike? This can be a cruise in a new park or exploring a new part of town, or as revved up as taking a mountain bike clinic and learning to ride a single track. It is an amazing, it is amazing what you'll notice when you aren't speeding by in a car and can cover way more ground than on foot. What say you sirens? So what did we say sirens? We said yes. Yes, yes of course. Uh, so we're not ones to shy away from a challenge, especially when it involves getting out of our comfort zones and exploring. Our soapbox topic for our sirens will be to discuss the challenge and how it went for you. If at any time the conversation gets too intense, our safe word is mango. First up on her soapbox is Murph. Thanks, Elsie. I was so excited to get out and ride a bike. I had big plans for this challenge. I wanted, to, I wanted to bike a long distance, sleep overnight in a campground, campground, excuse me, in my hammock, and then bike back the next morning. So I started preparing by getting my bike tires pumped up. That was the most important thing. And I learned that my front tire was flat and I need to replace the inner tube. So that took several weeks because I had to think about it for several weeks before I actually did anything about it. And then finally, Mark convinced me to send him a picture of my tire and he picked out the inner tube I needed. Thank goodness. I bought it and then spent the next several weeks uh, deciding how and where I was going to get out on a bike. Mark and the boys went biking one day, but I couldn't join them because I had to read a whole book for my soapbox. And I didn't really have any free weekends, so getting the overnight in wasn't going to happen. At the last minute yesterday, Mark volunteered to ride with me, so I didn't have to do it by myself. I chose a park that I had never been to before, Auto Armletter Park in Cincinnati. And when we got there, uh, Mark wanted me to lead the way so that he could gauge my pace. Biking is Mark's thing. This is his sport. He is very into it. And spoiler alert, I ride much slower than Mark likes to ride, but we covered eight and a half miles in about 47 minutes. And the bike path was decorated for fall with a bunch of these different themed scarecrows. And that was a lot of fun to see. I wouldn't have seen those if I wasn't out on the bike. I saw a bunch of dogs, but one of them was riding in the the basket in the front of the bike. And that was adorable. Mark and I decided after our little jaunt yesterday that we still want to do an overnight trip on our bike. So we're going to work towards that this fall. And I remembered how much I love riding a bike and I'm going to start riding more often now that I feel less intimidated by it. So I'm really appreciative of 
for receiving this challenge. It really did get me out of my comfort zone. Sara, what about you? Well, thank you, Mer. Uh, for me, the toughest part about planning this adventure was for Bill and I was finding some free time. It's really been a crazy uh, couple of weeks here. Um, so we weren't really sure when we would get fitted in. We already had really nice bikes that we bought for each other several years ago. That's kind of what we do for holidays and birthdays. We choose an activity and buy each other the equipment. One Christmas it was kayaks, another was cold, wet weather riding gear, and one was bicycles. So we've actually gone on several bike rides over the years, some just around the city, but we have ventured out a little bit. Uh, we took some of our kids on a family bike ride at Lunkin Airport. There's a really nice trail there that we've run on before, but it was fun to ride bikes on it too. We also took everyone to the Loveland bike trail last year. We met up with my sister-in-law, Lisa, and my brother and his family. That's a really great trail with some restaurants along the way, and we had a great time exploring that area. To prepare for this bike ride though, I wanted to find a new trail. Of course, there's an app for that, several actually. I picked the Trail Link app. It part of, it's part of the uh, Rails to Trails Conservancy, which is an organization that's working towards connecting communities by trail. The app was pretty easy to use and we found a trail just a few miles away. It's a fairly new trail by the Greater Cincinnati Airport and it was only about five miles round trip. The ride was fun, even if we did get a rude reminder about how many hills there are in Boone County. That's one of the things about running or riding a bike. Those slight grades in a car or on a motorcycle suddenly look like Mount Everest and feel like it. Oh, and I find I have to relearn the gears on my bike every time I go for a ride. I tend to forget to get into a lower gear as I'm flying down a hill, and I usually end up dying trying to ride up the next one. I bet it's pretty funny to watch. When I started riding motorcycles, folks told me about how great it is to be that much closer to the road and nature, and that you can really see what's around you versus being trapped in a car listening to music. While that may be true, I think I'm still a new enough motorcycle rider that I'm so focused on the road and what's coming around the next corner that that isn't what I've experienced yet. So it was really cool to be on a bicycle again, where I felt really comfortable looking and listening to the things around me. And I made a point of paying attention to everything, butterflies, flowers, oh, and the puddles. With that, on to you, Jess. Thanks, Sarah. When we were challenged with this adventure, I was pretty nervous, but I was also excited. It's been about 25 years since I've been on a bike, but with knowing I was heading to Ireland, I figured it would be some amazing scenery to view by bicycle. Earlier this week, Courtney and I were in Dingle, which is so fun to say, and there's a road that circles the peninsula, and we figured it would be a good place to rent some bikes. Well, it was raining steadily all day and windy and coldy, coldy, cold, uh, <laughs> and uh, we decided to uh, take two. So take two was yesterday, and we were heading to Killarney National Park, and there was a waterfall that we wanted to see. We rented bikes from Killarney Bike Rentals and headed into the park. By the time we got only about an hour, by the time we got to the rental, we only had about an hour and a half. We figured that wouldn't be too bad, right? And bicycles go fast. Uh, it turned out to be a good place to stop after about 45 minutes and, um, stop at a, a beautiful lake, not the waterfall that we wanted to go to, but it, uh, it turned out to be perfect. And the actual act of riding the bike came back instantly, but my butt and my joints also instantly reminded me that I'm not as young as I used to be. After about half an hour, 
We stopped to take the pictures at the lake and then headed back. It was so fun, but I don't think I could go all day like I used to. I remember riding all over my town when I was a kid and about half an hour into my trip this time. I, I definitely am not a kid anymore, but it didn't change my mind about wanting to ride a bike in Hawaii and buy one there. I'm just going to need to do some stretching and some training first. With that, on to Elsie. Thanks. So this one wasn't too much of a challenge for me, but rather getting back into something that I love to do. A long time ago, when we were kids, that's all we did was play on our bikes all day long. I used to be really overconfident and pop wheelies and do all sorts of tricks. And that all stopped when I fell off my bike and needed to get 30 stitches on my leg. I still remember being able to see my bone. Barf. It wasn't until I got married that I really got back into biking. This was before Connor was born too. My husband and I would go to Goba, which is the great Ohio bicycle adventure. It's about five days long and you bike 40 to 50 miles a day and then camp in a tent somewhere, someplace new each night. It was really cool because you got to explore different parts of Ohio that you've never seen before and you're doing it with hundreds of other like-minded people. Now that Connor is older, we love uh, that we started doing this again and I think this challenge helped us to spark that passion again and prove that we can do this as a family. It's not all that convenient to explore somewhere new by bike with our time constraints. So we started in a new place along the bike trail, uh, the little Miami bike trail that is, and we biked to Cartridge Brewing. If you remember from the adventure challenge, we'd been there before, but we've not cycled there before and Connor had never been. And I don't know why Cartridge Brewing is the like adventure place for us, but when I was in high school, it was an abandoned warehouse and that's where you go to like see ghosts and stuff. So I guess that's why it's a cool adventure. Day-long biking and hiking isn't anything new to me. I felt prepared with my camelback and water and basic supplies like sunscreen and a first aid bag. But what was different was the feeling of, oh crap, what if I forgot my wallet? Or what if the place is closed? It's not gonna be easy to go home to get my wallet or find a new place to go. The other struggle was that we were trying to beat the sun too, or I guess rather beat the sun from setting. Uh, we were a little bit nervous when we were sitting there waiting for food and it was taking a while to get to us. Something that I'm now considering investing in is headlights for our bikes. A lot of people out on the trail had them at the time we were out. And it's definitely not something I had thought of needing before. Overall, it was a great time. I love being out on, along the river and seeing all the wildlife. Also, I don't feel so bad about eating out because we biked for about 10 miles. So thank you to our challenger for getting my tail back out on a bike. And now on to TC. I love the challenge episodes, and I'm so glad that Amy reached out with this one. I've always enjoyed riding bikes, street riding, trail riding, riding for transportation, especially riding for transportation. When I lived in downtown Cincinnati, Ohio, and in Covington, Kentucky, it was easy to ride. I have messenger bags for my bike, and I used to ride my bike to Reds games, to the grocery store, to the music festival right down the road, or to bars to meet my friends. While planning to move to St. Croix, I envisioned being able to ride my bike a lot once I was here. I was so wrong about that. While I enjoy riding bikes, I'm not a road warrior looking for a massive physical challenge. And I live on a mountain. I've seen people ride bikes up the road to my house, and I'm in awe of these people. Even more so now since, well, for this challenge, I rode up just a piece of it. And while I'm not really a never say never kind of girl, I'll take a risk this time and say never again. 
At the bottom of the road, the elevation is 29 feet above sea level. It's one and a half miles to my house, and the elevation at my house is 413 feet. The section I rode was from my place to Amy's place. It is about nine tenths of a mile to Amy's house, and her elevation is 797 feet. So in less than a mile, that's 384 feet up. It's a climb. I had to stop multiple times. I had to walk the bike more than once, and even that was difficult. By the time I got to Amy's place, my face was red, I was out of breath, and I knew I was going to be sore. I was relieved when I told Amy that I had been to her house and she was shocked that I would try such a thing because I was feeling kind of bad that it was so difficult. Between living on a mountain and a boyfriend who broke his ribs, the one and only time we tried trail riding together with Amy and her husband, Kevin, my bike riding opportunities have been minimalized, but I'm not giving up the bike yet. Who knows? We might end up living on a flat area of this island. We'll see. I'm going to keep my beautiful bright orange bike as a show of faith. One thing that is in my corner in the effort to ride more is my good friend, Amy, who also lives on the island. She and her husband love riding and own enough bikes for a small army. Amy is with us today as both a challenger and a guest siren with her mint tail. So up next is guest siren, Amy. Well, hey, sirens. Um... Since I'm new, I'll just give you a quick background with myself relating to bikes. Um, I was in a serious car accident in 2011 where I obtained a, a TBI, a traumatic brain injury. And one of the consequences of that injury was that my sense of balance was severely compromised. So much at the time that I had to give up riding horses as I would fall off jumping, but even just riding around the arena. So the following year, I met my now husband who is an avid cyclist, and he was thrilled to discover this barely old mountain bike hanging in my garage with dust all over it. So we went trail riding and I sucked. I crashed constantly. We, we used to joke that uh, it wasn't a trail ride unless there was blood. And so after a big over the bar crash and knocking the wind out of me and a, and a subsequent meltdown on the trail, I decided I would try road biking. So I bought a used bike from Craigslist and the first ride we rode 20 miles. I was so hooked. Um, and it just really kind of exploded from there. Um, I upgraded my road bike. We started doing group rides with a local bike shop. And then on a whim after the group ride, I, I bought a new mountain bike that was probably my third largest purchase ever after my home and car at the time. But with this new bike, it was a lot more modern and I was able to tackle the trails and stop bleeding. Um, I eventually joined an amateur women's cycling team and started road racing and racing mountain bikes and even did uh, a few sprint triathlons. Our social circle basically morphed into cycling and weekend camping trips involving bikes, racing and beer. I used to ride five times a week, either group rides, training, or racing, and, and I, I love every mile of it. Uh, being on the bike is, is my gym time, my time for, for inner thoughts, and, and socializing, depending on the ride and the company. However, my riding intensity has totally changed since moving to St. Croix. So for this challenge, I wanted to do something different on the bike, and a friend here on island runs the historical 
bike tour and I tagged along on a cruise ship day. So um, we rode at a casual pace and we made frequent stops along the nine and a half mile route um, that wove around Frederickstead and the west end of the island. Um, we, uh, we had a docent who would talk about this historical significance of each stop. And um, there was an old sugar plantation, great house and a sugar factory ruins that recently was uncovered from the jungle and is in the process of restoration. So the tour actually got permission to access this private property and right up close to the great plantation house and along past the ruins. And this was a major highlight for me and a bucket list check for me. Um, I've always driven by this place so many times, gazing at it afar from the road. And now I got to go and be up close and take a ton of pictures. Uh, the tour was fantastic. I, I learned a lot about the island I now call home. It was a fun change of pace just to ride casually and chatting it up with the cruise ship people. And most of all, seeing the sights along the route and know the significance of the local history. Um, I would definitely do this type of biking again with friends here. Um, I sent out this siren challenge as a way to introduce or reacquaint um, people with bike riding and hope that it inspires the joy and, and the freedom and the peace that I feel while riding a bike. And it sounds like it did. Several of the sirens said that they wanted to keep riding now or picked it up after a little bit of time. Like I remember Mer said that and I think Elsie said that and Sarah and uh, Jess, and Jess, Jess going to get a bike on her island. Yeah, for us, I, I, I would bet you anything. If this challenge hadn't come up, we would not have taken down those bikes, and we didn't take them down. We haven't had them down since the spring. Um, so I'm really glad that we had a chance to get them down and use them. And, and I was just riding down here. You know, it just irritates me so much that I get on my bike and I forget which do I use my forefinger or my thumb? Which one put turn, you know, increases the gear, which one decreases the gear and wait, one side is the big jump. And, and it's just, it's, I'm so tired of having fun things that I do that I don't do often enough. And I end up having to sort of relearn every single time. So I'm really glad that I got myself out on a bicycle sometime before the end of this year. So I really do appreciate the challenge. Yeah, Mark, I'm so glad I rode with him because he had he was talking me through that sort of thing, Sarah. He's like, all right, now you want to be using this gear when you go uphill. And so I was really intimidated about getting out on a bike by myself. I was so worried I was going to have a flat tire. What am I going to do if, I, I don't know, I was just like really worried about it for some reason. But I feel Amy better does now. this. Amy does the same thing if you ride with her. And when I, so we rode the trail uh, trail with her and she was really good about um, remembering where to, where to put your weight on the bike and all, all kinds of things like that, all kinds of tips as you ride a trail. Yeah. So let, let me give you the realistic, uh, what happened here. I'm riding behind Tracy yelling, stand up, sit down, shift, <laughs> shift, shift. <laughs> yeah. Speed up. Go through that. Don't slow down. Well, she, you did not, you did not sound that bossy on the trail. You were much better about it, but yeah, it was, there was some constant um, tips. And then, <laughs> constant then tips. Dino hit that route 
it was actually two roots in a row and they were oh, at different angles. No. He hit the first root just fine and it was raining. Our tires were all full of mud. His uh, The second root he hit was kind of diagonal and the tire followed the root, but the back of the bike did not. The back of the bike went straight. So he went straight over Ugh. and broke some ribs. See that petrifies me. I don't think I have any desire to ride on a trail because of stuff like that. No, it is a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it's something to work up to. Let's put it that way. It probably was not the best choice to take Dino on. If I had probably known a little bit more about his biking background, we, we maybe would have stuck to the road first and, and worked up to something like that. That was my, my bad. I'm hoping I, like I think he's forgiven us since then. I feel like biking on a trail is a bit like running on a trail. You know, I, I, I think it might be kind of fun, but I mean, I, I'm not really that old, but um, there are parts of my body when uh, things happen suddenly and there's a sudden movement, uh, all of a sudden my muscles just like, yep, time out, we're done. And mm -hmm. so the last time that we did a trail run, every single time I had to adjust a little bit to, for, for a route or whatever, my hamstrings just yelled at me. And so I'm thinking, mm, no, I think I'll just stick to running on the road and on the treadmill. And I feel like it's a bit the same way with, a, with trail riding. You know, you have to, your body takes a bit of a beating, even if you don't fall over the front of the bike, I think. Yeah, it does. I agree. It's, it's always that risk benefit analysis. How much benefit or fun are you getting out of something and is it worth the risk? And I don't know, you, you just always have to make that kind of decision. Yeah, Amy, I wanted I, to ask you, does um, trail riding help improve your balance or are you just, you're falling and getting back up? And <laughs> actually, it was um, more of the, the, the road riding kind of helped, you know, plus I was healing as, as time went on. But I eventually um, got back more into mountain biking than road riding. And I was actually a better racer at mountain biking than road riding. Um, most of the road bike racers are these little skinny petite girls that weigh nothing. And that's not me. So I'm kind of more, more technical and, and more power. The riding styles are totally different and how you ride on a trail on the road is actually quite different. Um, the way you, the riding on the road, you're pretty much in a static position the whole time. Whereas mountain biking, you're off the saddle, on the saddle, you know, I shift my weight back and forth in the saddle way back. If I'm descending sharp, you know, um, if I'm, if I'm climbing something super steep on my mountain bike, you know, we, we call it kissing the bar, kissing the handlebar. Cause you want your, you want your weight over that front wheel to keep the weight to keep the wheel down on the trail if you're climbing because you don't the wheel if you're climbing something super steep it feels like the wheel wants to lift off so it's it's a totally different um different game and and i was actually better at mountain biking in the end than than road riding and i just enjoyed it more it's it's um if i want to escape from the day and I just don't want to think about anything. I'll go for a mountain bike ride because I have to pay attention what's happening on the trail. If I, you know, if I just want to zone out on the bike and I just want to have like, just think, just you know, if I just need to think about stuff, I'll go for a road ride, a road, a road bike ride, because I don't have to use a lot of technical skills. 
I can just, you know, I can think and hammer away on the road bike, but with the mountain bike, you take your mind off the trail for a second and, you know, that could be, that could be a bad ending. So it's just it's it's an just interesting different. way to think about it. It's just different, you know. Amy, are uh, you one of the people that Tracy was referring to who rides their bike up that, up the mountain? I get about, it's about from the bottom of that hill to my house is two miles. Mm. I can make it from the bottom to about one mile up. And then it starts the section she rode is the steepest part. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, oh my God. I was like, you're an animal. That's yeah. Like, so honey. she's right from the bottom to my house is a mile and a half. And then from that spot, like if you don't turn into my neighborhood and go all the way to my house from, from the beginning of my neighborhood to the beginning of her road is another half mile. But the change in elevation is pretty much the same from zero to a mile and a half versus a mile and a half to two miles. I, I would have to guess that grade has got to be more than it, it's got to be like 20 percent grade. It's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Wow. You know, if, if you're walking up, but you're bent over. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't. When she calls me up, she's like, I rode to your house. I was like, what? <laughs> It made me feel so much better. The fact that Amy responded that way made me feel so much better because I was like, I am going to die doing this. (laughs) I really didn't think it would be that hard. (laughs) It is super hard. That is why. Go ahead, Amy. Oh, I can't even get the, the turnoff from that main road that she rode up to, and then to turn to get to my house is another stupidly steep hill. I can't even get up to like, halfway up that hill unless I have a rolling start coming down the hill across from it oh my gosh as long as you get into the right gear when you get to the bottom of the hill I'm just saying when I get to the bottom of that hill I literally have to shift all the way down my cassette to get on the easiest thing because that hill is so steep you'll go from like spinning at 100 rpms a minute where basically like all of a sudden you're just like you know, you're mashing the gear and you're dying. It's crazy. Yeah. So that one's that one's different, Sarah. Typically, when you go down a hill and you want to get back up, you want it to be in kind of a hard gear at first so that the pedals kind of catch. But this happens so suddenly, you have to be in the easiest gear because your bike slows down immediately. Oh, yeah. It's I, that steep. I've discovered that, um, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I kind of cheat when I'm riding a bicycle. Uh, when I'm going down a hill, I'm generally not pedaling ever. So I find that uh, that's my rest time. We're going yeah. down, I'm resting. But that's when I forget because I, it, I, don't, I don't necessarily go up to a high gear, but I'm not pedaling. So I kind of forget what gear I'm in. And then I get to the bottom of the hill and start pedaling up and realize that, oh, crap. Yeah, you forgot the downshift. So uh, I'd be, we, Bill and I have... Um, a microphone or we you know we, we have a headset and so we can talk while we're on the bike and he'll say uh you, you all right back there i'm like yep i'm fine he said uh did you downshift Just, <laughs> nope. i forgot Wait, it's none of your business right. bill it's none of your business <laughs> you headsets on your view what do you have like walkie talkies in your helmets mm-hmm. how does this work um, well, that's one of the things that's kind of frustrating because we don't use these things often enough. It's a, the longest part of the preparation for the bike ride is getting the freaking headsets to sync up. We, 
we hit them, we hit the buttons at the same time. And he said, can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, no. And so we do that for about 45 minutes and then we go for a half hour bike ride. Because we can talk to each other the whole time. You know, we do that. We have those on our motorcycles too. Oh my your God. bike helmets, your motorcycle helmets. Oh, oh yeah. Idea. <laughs> I have never heard of, of, of a bike helmet with a microphone. I, I, I got to look this up. That's all. That's awesome. Oh, I'm I, sure they've been retrofitted. They probably oh, yeah. didn't the buy them did, that way. The helmet didn't come with it. We bought the, um, it's just a little, you know, you just put it inside the helmet and it's got these little earphones and a little microphone oh, that comes out here. We I look think so seven cool. would, would shut me off if I could chat with him the whole ride. I think Mark would too. I have a, I have, I got the impression yesterday that riding bikes from, for him, for Mark, it's like exercise. He really enjoys it. And I don't think he wants to like chitty chat with me while I'm riding leisurely at the end of it. I was like, so do you think you want to ride bikes with me more often? He's like, "Mm, I don't know, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, That sounds like a no. Uh, That was road biking. Oh, I, I don't know. That. So we'll, uh, yeah, we, we hopped over to the Lunkin airport trail from the park and there was a nice long straightaway. He was like, all right, I'm going to sprint now. And he left me. And, um, I think he really enjoyed that part of his ride the most. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I used to ride pretty regularly. Um, actually for a while, Melanie and I were meeting every morning and riding bikes there for exercise, but probably not Mark's definition of exercise. Now he should see this, this man's legs. He, uh, Luffy yeah. Quadzilla. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Quadzilla. So he's got sexy legs. That is so sexy. Quadzillas are so sexy. It's his calves a lot. He's got these oh, that massive too. calves. Okay. If my, if my husband ever, he'll die, but I'm saying this on this podcast, I love riding behind him, not just because I can draft off of his wheel, but I love staring at his ass and his calves. Me too. (laughs) That was my favorite part of the ride yesterday. Ogling my boyfriend. See, See, that's the added plus. (laughs) That is the plus. That's awesome. I'm not sure oh. if Courtney staring at my ass was her favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to ask, though, for, for the two of you that live somewhere where you drive on the opposite side of the road, because apparently you're not supposed to say the wrong side because it's not wrong for them. That's right. Uh, what's the etiquette? Because on the trail we were on, I don't know if it's just because there were a lot of tourists, but it was a free for all. Um, including passing a horse. We got yelled at by an old Irish man because uh, we passed him on the left. And I was like, hey, on your left. And he was like, where's the fire? <laughs> the fire. <laughs> uh, you know, It'll be up your ass if you're not careful. <laughs> I, was like, I don't really know how to stop on this thing. It's been about 30 years since I've been on a bike. So <laughs> I'm just going to keep going because if I stop, it's not going to be good. It'll be like know. me and the roller skating incident. I don't know how it is in, in Ireland, but I know trail etiquette here in the States is pretty much bikes have the least right away for trail etiquette. Um, equestri- you have to yield to equestrians and um and, and pedestrians, hikers. So, um, you know, but is um, it like stay on the right or stay on the left? Cause 
Well, the they, do they do they drive on the right in Ireland? No, they drive on the left. Well, then you want to pass on the right. Okay. Yeah. You, it was as a bicyclist, really everybody everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you should be going with with traffic. So, in the states, you'd say on your left, but you know here you gotta say on your right. Yeah, I mean, I almost got hit by somebody coming at me, and I was like, I don't know if I'm on the right side or not. I have no clue, honestly, because everybody we were seeing, it was like some people were on the left, some people were on the right, but I was like, okay, in the States, like I go out on the Loveland bike trail pretty frequently, not on a bike, just running, and you know, you stay on the right, and then you pass and tell them, you know, just announce, hey, on your left. But it was definitely not. So I was like, okay, it should be opposite here, right? Because it's flow of traffic. No, mm -mm, it was. Well, it's probably a whole bunch of tourists too. So it's a whole bunch of people thinking the same way as you. Like, which way do I go? So that's probably part of the problem. It was a mess. That was not a fun part of it. Unless there's signs, a lot of people don't know trail etiquette either, you know? I don't think I would have known. I just always pass on the left because that's how you drive a car. So yeah, and you do it the same as you drive a car wherever yeah. you are. But when it's pandemonium, I'm not sure what the rules are. Every man I, for himself. Yeah. Don't get hit. That's the bit. That's the only rule. Exactly. Try, try not to hit anyone else. Yeah. yeah. Don't 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 hit or be hit is the rule. Just well, so I was, I was laughing at your comment about how you were so sore after the ride. It was you, right? I said you're so sore. Oh, my butt still hurts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember after my first road bike ride, we rode 20 miles and I was thinking I was such a badass, you know, and literally I step off the bike and all my nether regions are numb. Yeah, just just absolutely numb. And I literally looked at, 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 at you know, my now husband and I just said, oh, my God, it's all numb this is really painful. I, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this whole biking thing is not for me. And he's like, Oh no, you just need a new saddle. And literally whisked me off to the bike shop before I could even say boo. And I literally spent, cause I bought a used bike, my first bike. I literally spent almost as much on the saddle as I did on the damn bike. <laughs> That's but, what Mark yeah. told me yesterday. He's like, you can take it with you though. If you replace your bike, That's, you just yeah. take I still the seat. Have that saddle. And I literally have four of those saddles because the queen likes that throne so much (laughs) that it's on every single bike now and if if the queen's happy everybody's happy obviously (laughs) of course i'd be be interested in that maybe you could send us um a link to that particular saddle because that's the problem that i have you know, I'm, I, I like riding a motorcycle. A motorcycle, it's a true saddle. You know, your whole bottom is sitting in a saddle and I'm very comfortable. I can ride for a long time like that. But every time I ride a bicycle, that's the thing that gets me the most. It's just after an hour, I'm sore. Well, you, you also have to make friends with the saddle. Even if it's a good saddle, it'll take about four or five rides to make friends with that saddle. So you can go to a local bike shop. Mark was telling me there's a place here in Cincinnati where you can go and sit and they'll kind of measure your sit bones and they'll help you. They'll help you pick out one that's, Mm -hmm. that fits you. Exactly. And and the funny thing is, is when I get this saddle, it's, it's freaking tiny. 
I'm like, my ass is hanging over both sides of this thing. I'm like, no way in hell is this going to be comfortable. But it's just funny because the bigger the pad and this big, massive, poofy bike seat, the more rub and stuff. So if you sit on this tiny little bike seat and literally your your ass bones are sitting on these two little little bumps of gel padding. <laughs> and honest to God, after a few rides, you'll be like, oh, you know, and get a big cutout in the middle of the saddle. Flat saddles squish the grapes. You, mm. you do not want to... <laughs> Because you're leaning forward on a on a road bike, and in that position, you're putting pressure on your on your and your lady. bits. We call them bits. Lady bits. <laughs> we are learning so much bits. about your husband, Amy. What's that? So we are learning so much about your husband. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm. He's. I just cleared my throat. Guy. I am so sorry. I meant to mute, and I totally did. And I'm going to try to remember to edit that grossness out. I like the full paragraph description of <laughs> what you want to edit out later. That's always nice. If you forget it. It's really going to be obvious. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep this within the realm of your rating. So I, you know, I'm trying to think of a good word. Lady bits. Yeah. Yeah. Your bits. Oh, you're, we're explicit. So, I mean, if that yeah, we have an explicit rating. You need to describe something. Uh, by yeah. all means but you don't want to get vulgar about it no we don't want to alienate anyone who's listening to our podcast that but we do have an explicit rating so yeah so murray um i didn't know you have you have hammocks too because we got bill and i bought hammocks and in fact lisa bought a hammock because we went on this big motorcycle trip a couple weekends ago and we were going to do exactly that we were going to go find a park somewhere or find even if it was just a couple of trees on the side of the road and we were going to put up our hammocks and we were really looking forward to that but it was really funny because um we looked at the weather before we left and because we were going to just not have a plan we were just going to ride on our motorcycles until we were done and then we were just going to put our hammocks up somewhere and sleep and bill looked at the weather and realized it was going to be cold and raining he said you know i've been cold and i've been in the rain before i'm not doing it and uh I was thinking, yeah, I agree. So we, we have these awesome hammocks and the only place we've used them is under our back deck because we tried them out. But I thought that was pretty cool that you had a plan to do the same thing. Yeah, I love my hammock. I sleep in it a lot when I camp. It's my preferred bed when I go camping. Um, Mark has a hammock. His doesn't have a bug net though. So he's like, I got to figure oh. that out. It's like, I have, well, I have a bug net. Yeah. I said, well, I have a pink one you could borrow. And then he was like, <laughs> I have to sleep in a pink hammock. So, you know, whatever. I'll figure that out. But yeah, I, yeah. I think we should, we should plan a hammock trip. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I have um, two hammocks, but they also don't have the bug net. So I, um, Sarah, maybe either you or Mer or both of you can send us links and we can put that on our Amazon shop page sure that's the the one that um the ones that we got it it's part of the whole thing and it's even got this uh, uh a little bar that you put here so it's not the bug net isn't laying on you it's it's you've got space and nothing can get in there and you're just cocooned and so comfortable much better than laying on the ground i love sleeping in a hammock mm -hmm. i mean we slept on underneath our back deck it was awesome what if it <laughs> 
So you one, get wet. Yeah. One time I was sleeping in my hammock and it did start raining, but my daughter was there and she had pitched a tent. So I just crawled out of my hammock and into bed with her. We got along with our hammocks, um, a rain tent. And so it's just, it's, it's just, you just put it over you. And so if it does rain, or even if there's a lot of dew, it doesn't get on you. That's so Sarah, I mean. that, that rain part that goes inside the netting, not outside the netting? Outside. It goes That's on top. sweet. I, I want to buy your hammock, the yeah. one you bought. So send right. us that link and yeah. we'll put it on our, on our Siren Soapbox Amazon page. Okay. Yeah, I'll get back on Amazon. I'll find that and I'll send it to you. Hers is okay. better than mine. Mine my bug net, it has just a couple of strings. You just tie it up higher. So it's pulls it up off of you, mm-hmm. but it's not as fancy as Sarah's. Yeah. So maybe we'll do a biking camping challenge part two and Amy will come back. Yeah. Amy, will you, will you guys sleep in hammocks? Uh, say it, say it. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Dino will not. So I'm I'm not doing this with Dino. I can tell I you right now. I don't think you're allowed to sleep in a hammock if you're over 50. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rule. <laughs> I think that's a rule. But would you Would you go camping and lay on a on a little um like one of those little tiny foam mattress things and, and a sleeping bag? You no. Know, when I said that we used to go camping and racing and biking and beer. My idea of camping was in our was in our class C motorhome with a hot shower afterwards. That was that that was how camping has evolved. Gotcha. For me, I, I can tell you as being um, I mean, not I mean, not, not much over 50, maybe just a little bit. Um, sleeping in a hammock was much more comfortable than trying to lay on the uh, sleep on the floor in a tent. Well, sleeping in a motorhome is even. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You got me. Depends on the mattress. I don't know. Amy's sure sounded a lot like MERS. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What Mark said to me. Yeah. I don't know, Mary. (laughs) Yeah. I gotta say in my early twenties, when we were doing Goba and doing 50 miles and then camping on the ground and a tiny little blow up thing, like that was painful. I can't imagine it at like 40 now. Yeah. I'm not like, doing that. I'll sleep in a hammock. Yeah. I need to try that. Yeah. Me too. They're I'm excited so to try that. So comfortable. I am going to buy two and we'll see. We'll see what, what Dino thinks about that. So why doesn't Dino like it? Um, Dino is not about camping. And he also is just still healing from a sciatica nerve issue. And so I don't, neither one of us really want that to happen again. Right. So that's awful. Well, well, Dean and I will carpool, will carpool to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Tracy can just string up the hammock in the uh, parking lot of the hotel. Exactly. <laughs> oh, sounds great. It has a balcony. She could just be on the balcony. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I actually did one time I was on a girl's trip and we were staying at a lake house and I strung my hammock up on the bath deck between a couple of posts and that's where I slept. Marissa, she's mm-hmm. going to sleep in my backyard when she comes to visit me in Hawaii. Uh-huh. When I was reading the reviews for these hammocks, there are people that put them up in their bedrooms and they prefer to sleep in these hammocks for them being in their bed. They wow. must not like sex. Then. I was just <laughs> thinking that. Like, what the f- what? 
Well, I mean, it, you, it, having that every single still? night, the occasional night you can be in the hammock. Yeah, where Sarah, are you hanging? Can you have sex in the hammock? We know that yes. you know the answer to this. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Boo on the hammock then. That's, that's strike two. You guys are not <laughs> thinking creatively at all. I know. I I'm, I'm sitting here thinking. You just have to I, get that banging out of the way before you go before to Before you get in So you have to have a, a, a pre-bang yeah. for the trip? Well, no, you just have to do it outside the hammock before you go to bed for the night. So if there you are have, other things that you can probably do in the hammock that aren't the actual banging. Yeah. Um, what would that be? I feel like Sleep? that's on a different episode. <laughs> I mean, if there's no TV and you're out in the woods, what else are you going to do? Either drink or, or you know. Drink or, or <laughs> drink or bang. <laughs> what else do you do in there? There's our the quote week? for the week. <laughs> Wait, I'm writing. I'm writing this one down. Hold on. Say it again. What? <laughs> Tracy's joking. <laughs> I know. I, I almost spit my drink on my keyboard. That would have been very bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, like, I'm. I, I'm freaking excited how you guys kind of embrace this whole challenge and and it seems like like everybody enjoyed it and and kind of in a few in a couple of you, you gals like you know this this might become a more frequent thing which is which is awesome because more people on bikes is more awesomeness yeah i've so, been a little and, intimidated because i live in cincinnati which is nothing but hills but i think after yesterday I'm, I'm i feel a little more comfortable getting around in my own neighborhood at least to start and then see yes, where it goes yes. no, well, i we think live, this has been we a live in massive hills here and so that's kind of why the riding has kind of tapered down since we moved here because where we lived it was fairly flat and here it's massive hills and it's just kind of like oh my god you know there are some animals on bikes here that we just could never keep up with, but, and right. it just seems like, like, I mean, we used to ride all the time, but we didn't have this whole freaking house to, that we're rehabbing and, and it's, you know, it's just, it's a different lifestyle here. You know, most socializing revolves around drinking and eating and, and it's, which, you know, you need bikes to balance that, but it just seems like it's, 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 you know, it's just, it's just a different lifestyle here, but I'm, I'm hoping that maybe, you know, since Tracy dusted off old orange that uh, her and her and pumpkin will come out with me. <laughs> it is a different lifestyle. We could do an entire episode on how different living on St. Croix is from what we thought it would be. I'm excited to see what Jess experiences. Because I really felt like I would have a ton of fresh produce and I would be walking and riding oh, and yeah. none of that really happens. Nope, 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 nope. Maybe it's different in Hawaii. I, I don't know. It could be. There they is a fantastic bike trail that I have walked on a few times. Ben and I walked on it a few times in January, mainly because a lot of stuff was closed. Um, also, right. it goes right along the coast. So it's beautiful ocean views the entire way. So Nice. But yeah. Tracy, by the way, there is a uh, Ragnar relay that happens in Hawaii. If you're interested, we could meet up there and go to Hawaii and visit Jess and do a Ragnar relay. There is a Kauai. Is that the one where you run and sleep in a van? 
Mm-hmm. Ron, mm-hmm. I thought they said rum. <laughs> hey, Tracy loved every minute of it. That sounds like fun. Oh. Yeah, you live in a van with five or six other people for 36 hours. Down by the you- river? Huh? <laughs> no, that would have been more fun, Amy. No, you drive around. In a van down by the river. Sorry, that's yeah. an old skit. You guys, it might be. I know the skit. Yeah. yeah. I love how this challenge had a big range for everybody's experience. So Yeah, I'm me too. Excited to uh, do this more with my son and eventually do yoga with him. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm excited for my daughter to want to do something like this with me. That'll be great. <laughs> I'm, I'm Maybe in their twenties. I'm excited to hear Mur if you, if it just kind of gets hooked on you and all of a sudden in a year or two, you're on the local women's team racing. So that's what happened to me. I never thought that would happen. I would probably be on the senior tour. There is a master's category. They don't call it seniors. It's masters. Masters. I I love it so much better. It's such a much more polite term. Yeah. It's much more positive. I love that. Uh Masters. Well, I I need to learn how to do the gears if I joined that. Okay. You'll learn. Right hand. To make it simple on a bike, everything on your right hand is the back wheel. Everything on your left hand is the front wheel. So if you have a bike that has uh, shifting in the front and the rear, um, your left hand controls the front brake and your front shifter. Your right hand is the rear brake and all the uh, back gears, which is the more the back the back gears are the ones that have a lot. Also, you can quickly release your brakes to change your tires. Mark taught me that yesterday. Whoop, whoop. Nice. I had no idea. Well, Amy, thank you so much for this challenge and for joining us on this episode tonight. Well, thanks for having me and thanks for doing it. Yeah, I really needed the reminder about how much I like to ride a bike. So if you are listening to this podcast, we challenge you to get out on a bicycle and explore some new place or maybe just explore your neighborhood from a new perspective and tell us all about it by using the hashtag Siren Soapbox. And go ahead and click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow along on our adventures and maybe even play along with us by visiting our website, sirensoapbox.com. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.